ladies and gentlemen, my name is Vinny Absella. I am the Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged, and you are listening to the Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged podcast. I am here with my co-host, Valerie Noyes. Valerie, how are you today? I'm great. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, good afternoon to you as well, and we're here for another jam-packed episode as well. We're As, as always, we're going uh, right by the seat of our pants, um, but we've got a lot of stuff in store for you today. We're going to go over the top five songs for this week from the year 2002. I'm going to play uh, a video clip put out by Ingo Rademacher, who uh, is no longer uh, on General Hospital. He's the one who played Jasper Jacks. Um, he also plays Thorn on the Bold and Beautiful. I'm not sure if he'll be going back over to that show. However, he did uh, put out a uh, kind of a... a I don't know if you would call it an apology or not, but it was definitely a video and it was more along the lines of going over his mindset. He, he had posted something on Instagram, which I say shared a, another post on Instagram. I don't have Instagram, so I didn't see what the original post said, but it had to do with um, our current, what is she surgeon general or attorney general or something? Um, the transgender that was put in by the Biden administration who, um, I don't know whether it was maybe it's Surgeon General. I can't remember. Surgeon General, because he's that's a guy. The Surgeon okay. General is. I've seen him on TV. I don't know who that lady was. Yeah, um, transgender in uh, Biden's cabinet. There we go. Rachel was it Rachel Levine? Doc, yeah, Doctor Rachel Levine. Um, Secretary was a secretary of health. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, oh, uh, the secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. Um. Okay. So yeah, so I guess I guess he had shared a, an Instagram post where the original um, poster uh, who who wrote the thing called you know Rachel Levine a dude. Um, so he had reposted it. And he did say, we'll get to the, we'll get to the video, uh, the audio of the video in just a second. But he did say that he did apologize for not crossing out the word dude and putting transgender, um, which I, I feel is appropriate. I mean, I don't, I, I personally don't believe that, you know, just because you, I, I, I don't know if they, this person had actually changed their gender, um, but I don't feel comfortable calling somebody who just throws on the clothes of the opposite sex and calling them a female or, or vice versa. Um, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, but how, how about, I, I sent you the video earlier this week. Did you yes. get a chance to watch it or listen I to did. it? Yes. Now, do you have Instagram? <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, that's quite all right. <laughs> Um, but so I didn't know if you had seen the original posting or whatever. I saw just the, the clip that okay. said this. Yeah. Okay. This dude's brave because he's wearing a dress and, <laughs> uh, with some Sears is a white supremacist. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw that. I saw that too, which doesn't make any sense at all. Considering Winsome Sears is a black woman. You know, but she's a Republican. So, I mean, you know, they're going to get uh, derogatory against her anyways. 
I just, I don't understand that. I'm like, how can you be the black face of white supremacy? <laughs> I, I don't get it. But then again, how many white people are all for Black Lives Matter? So, and we're not getting any heat. Kind of going crazy. Did you hear that this week? The, um, in New York City's new uh, mayor, not mayor yet, mayor-elect, mm-hmm. had a meeting with uh, the Black Lives Matter of New York's co-founder and he would not tell him that all his policies that the mayor the new mayor is going to have adams i think is his name the Mm -hmm. new the mayor elect of new york city Mm -hmm. and uh he told the black lives matter guy says that if if he brings back the undercover kind of guys the plain clothes yes that he's there's going to be bloodshed i heard that there's going to be riots and okay i had a hard time getting all that out sheesh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah that was i i watched like the interview and then i watched that um the black lives matter guy's name is i knew his last name um you're you're kind of getting a little distorted there oh I shouldn't do drugs in the morning, huh? I'm joking. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's it's the internet connection. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I get it. Um, go ahead. Um, no, it's uh, the Black Lives Matter guy met with the uh, um, the mayor elect, and then yeah, then he threatened violence. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. But so that's my my take on Black Lives Matter for the day. <laughs> that it's a big crazy yep blm says mayor elect uh eric adams longs for old new york where black folks get their heads cracked that came out two weeks ago apparently um which i think is garbage um i i you know i guess the whole idea is that he wants to bring back um the nypd's anti-crime unit Mm um you know because of course New York, for the longest, for the past, you know, number of years, is when they're a Democrat mayor. So, of course, they're, they're the leaders in the defund the police movement. So they did cut the police budget a lot. So um, now, um, now uh, Adams wants to bring him back, bring, bring that uh, anti-crime unit back, which is great, you know. And that's and, why he got elected, I believe. Exactly. And that's the, that's the thing. And these and now, the way I the way I see it is the BLM people are the new KKK, only completely reversed. Right. You know, it's like they want to be above the law. You know, and it's just all their "quote unquote" peaceful po- protests are because you know they want to just be above the law, and that's all there is to it. Like they'll come out and protest when a black person commits a crime and gets shot you know injured or killed because of that but yet they don't want to take any accountability for what they actually do yes i agree i agree and um the newsom hawk newsom was on an interview that i saw Mm -hmm. and he was talking about all the good that black lives matter does in schools and in and things that I don't really know much about, because only thing I've really heard about is the protests. Mm-hmm. 
during the interview, the questions that were asked were very specific. And instead of answering those questions, he would just, he would turn it. The interviewer was trying to get him to say whether he um, approved of violence. Right. And he just went on and on about everything else. And then he came back, his final word was he doesn't uh, condemn it or condone it. That sometimes violence is necessary, is what he said. Yeah. So just, I guess, hope you're not the one who he decides, the people decides to be violent against. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that kind of brings us to the next topic is, uh, you know, in, in, in conjunction with all these BLM things, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, I've been watching that all week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I brought it up because I figured you'd be able to kind of fill the, fill everybody in on it. Um, and you know, he was up on the stand crying because he was he shot because he was afraid of his life for his life. You know, and you hear all the left wingers out there. You know, I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Oh, well, why would a why would somebody bring that kind of a gun to a peaceful protest?" And it's like, um, what kind of peaceful protest was it? You know, who would have ever said it was a peaceful protest in general? He, yeah, he brought the gun because he knew that the police were not protecting people. Exactly. He brought the gun. He went to help people. I, his story, which I thought was very convincing, was mm-hmm. very believable. I did, like I said, I did watch a lot of it. And he brought the gun with him as protection. He got, they went that day and bought straps um hang on one second i'm gonna have to pause this because i have a call coming through all right for those of you who don't know we did pause the recording i had to go get the pizza that i had ordered um but now to go back to what you were saying valerie you said that he went down he went to minnesota because he knew the police weren't uh weren't helping and they weren't protecting people right and um the Prosecution was making a big deal about the fact that he came from out of state. Right. But his out of state was like, he lived like 10 miles away from there just because it was across state lines. Mm-hmm. And he also worked there and his dad lived there. So he felt like this was his community. Yeah. So he started out by cleaning off graffiti. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I heard all the comments about, well, yeah, you don't need an AR-15 to clean off graffiti. Uh, you know, if he hadn't had the AR-15, he'd be dead. Right. I don't have any doubt. And we wouldn't even hear about it because, you know, he's on the wrong side. <laughs> exactly. And he, what what needs to be looked at is that everybody's calling him a racist because he brought a, you know, the AR-15 to a Black Lives Matter rally. Well, what they've not, what they're not saying is it was a Black Lives Matter slash Antifa rally or protest or riot, whatever you want to call it. Um, and who he shot were three white people. Right. I, who were, honestly, who, I didn't know that. I did I didn't not know, know. I didn't know that either. Who were also armed with guns and who were career criminals who had records. Right. Um, apparently one of them was a, you know, convicted felon with, you know, rape crimes or whatever. And um, child rape crimes, if you exactly. want. So, yeah. you know, again, they're making martyrs out of people who have done heinous things. And then this kid who gets caught up in it, who does shoot to, you know, save his life because he was on the ground and the guy came up to him with a gun pointed right at him. He was afraid for his life, especially with what's been going on. 
And he ended up shooting the guy. So he did what he had to do. And, you know, he was on the stand crying as he was reliving everything. And then you have that no good piece of garbage idiot, LeBron James, who was making fun of him crying. He's the lowest type of scum on the earth. And I'm sorry, but you know what? Regardless of the fact of all the money he has, he could take it and shove it up his ass because he's a no good piece of shit. I think that that kid should get a very good civil lawyer oh, and freaking sue people's butts off. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's amazing character and everything. Right. His, I have uh, a son almost that exact age. And I can see him doing this. Maybe taking a gun and going to this. I would say, don't you even go. But see, as, yeah, I would say, like, you being safe is more important to me than somebody else's property. Right. But this kid didn't see that way. He saw it that he was going to protect himself if he needed to, but he was going to go to help people. Yeah. And, uh, and when he started crying, I was watching it live when he started crying. That was real. There was no way that he, yeah, he couldn't catch his breath. It was, it was real. I, whatever Joy Baynard on The View, yeah. whoever the fuck watches that show, gotta be crazy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but she is just awful in the stuff she said. Um, but, and everybody that, I don't get it. They're, they're making fun of a kid. Yeah, of course. Just, but that's, that's the kind of stuff that they'll do. You know, like, you know, looking from the other side, yes, you know, we as conservatives, we make fun of Biden, but he brings it on himself. And the guy is, you know, he's a geriatric old man who can't make a coherent sentence, you know, who's the leader of the free world, you know, and we know that people are pulling his strings, whether it's uh, Harris or others or Obama, you know, we know that, you know, that they're going, you know, they're pulling his strings. He's only the figurehead. And he's not going to be around much longer. You know, we know that he's not going to serve the full four term, full four years. Whether I will be shocked if he does. Whether that's for it's sure. impeachment, retirement, being forced out or whatever the case is, you know, he's not going to end up serving the four years. He can't even, he, he can't. There's no possible way. And a big difference between Kyle Rittenhouse and people making fun of him and people making fun of our president he chose to be in that light. Right. Our president chose. Yep. This kid went out and did what he thought was the right thing. And I really am sorry that anyone died. Yeah, I don't true. like it. I mean, even if they were low life scumbags, um, that's not how our system works. You're you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And it just it's very sad. I just oh, I get all worked up about it. Darn little kid, I just want to protect him. <laughs> Right. And I was just totally shocked when I found out all the people were white that he shot. Yeah, because it goes against their, you know, their, their uh, uh, what's the word? Their agenda. There we go. That's what yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it goes against their agenda. But you know, our, our society is so divided. You, you know, it's like you can't even say it's divided between white and black anymore because it's there are there are white people who are supporting the BLM movement and there are black people who are conservatives. I mean, you know, it's not white and black anymore. The media is trying to portray that everything is racially motivated, but it's not. 
Um, and it's unfortunate that we're caught up in this kind of this kind of situation and this kind of divide. Um, but there's um, speaking of racial racially divided again. Our president made another snafu this week. You know, yeah. on um, Veterans Day speech, he uh, he called uh, Satchel Paige, a 1940s MLB pitcher, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest in our game. He called him a Negro, the great Negro. <laughs> and now, <laughs> listening to the listening to the speech or whatever, I'm not going to play it because it doesn't deserve to be played. You know, and people are saying, oh, well, he didn't mean to call him the great Negro or whatever the case is. You know what? I could kind of see where he got his words jumbled by, you know, because he did talk about the Negro Leagues. And maybe he meant to say the great Negro League picture who made the crossover to the MLB, whatever. I could see that. And in his state of mind, yes, he made a snafu. I'm going to I'm not going to, you know, he's geriatric. He's probably got, you know, some kind of dementia going on. And I'm not making fun of that disease, but he probably does. And he might have, you know, meant to say the great Negro Leagues pitcher satchel page instead of the great Negro. So I could I could almost excuse it based on a, you know, a Freudian slip. Um, right. But at the same time, but that that's what it was, the Negro Leagues. It wasn't necessarily the Black of African-American League. It was the Negro Leagues. And, you know, Biden coming from that generation, that was the word, you know, and, 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 you know, even still, we know that Biden, you know, passed a lot of laws in his time that were also very anti-black, you know, especially with the gun, with the drug laws of the nineties and, you know, how they helped to, you know, disproportionately lock up a lot of black people, um, right. you know, so it does go with the same right-wing agenda of calling Biden a racist. And, you know, whether he is or he isn't, I don't know. I can't tell because I'm not in his mind. Right. He's but not either. He's not either. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> um, but for, you know, to take something like that and, and every public speaker, every public speaker will make those kinds of mistakes and get lost in their place and, you know, and what have you. Um, I can give him a pass on this one. Right. But the other side would not have given Trump a pass on exactly. this. Exactly. If Trump had done the same thing, they'd be calling for his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. To me, it's more funny. You know, Biden, you know, and, and even the, you know, the right wingers or whatever, nobody's calling for Biden's head. We just think it's funny that the, the guy who is clearly not in the, his right state of mind got 80 million votes as president. Uh, you know, for president, give me a break. But the, yeah, <laughs> the art media, I don't know. What do you, what do you do about that? When the whole, you know, 90% of the media is biased to a point of where they don't even report the truth anymore. No, you're right. And, and it's sad that they don't report the truth anymore. You know, we can't, we can't trust our media, you know, and I get it, you know, for ratings and, you know, everything is based on ratings and everybody wants to scoop the other whatever, but you're right. The, um, the, entire, the, the idea that our news media is more 
hell more you know biased than any kind of scripted tv show is just it's ridiculous you can't trust the media anymore no you really can't that's just sad i mean the freedom freedom of the press is one of the things that's supposed to keep our government in line and when they're not doing their part it just it 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 leads to crazy ass shit like us having a demented president you're right and but even still freedom of the press freedom of speech our freedoms in general are under attack however did get a big win this year this this week in the uh federal appeals court in the louisiana district they put a halt on the federal vaccine mandate um saying that it was unconstitutional now it's going to be you know it's going to be gone to the next level and all that kind of stuff we know that it's going to end up going to the supreme court anyways but there are you know they wait they wanted to wait to have all 27 states who are suing biden over this mandate 27 more than half of the states in the country <laughs> ah, mine is going right along with it unfortunately but 27 states in in the country are suing over this stupid mandate and um you know they wanted to group them all together and wait but the louisiana federal appeals court struck it down and said no it's not constitutional and you know we're going to put a halt on it and does that mean just in louisiana it's not i think it I don't know if it's just Louisiana or the states in that area that go to that appeals court, but I think in general, the, um, the, the rule mandate as a whole needs to be stopped. Oh, definitely. Because that's, I think that's what it meant is that their, their federal appeals court is finding that this mandate in general is a, is against our constitution. So, you know, but yet Biden is still saying go along with it. So he's openly breaking the law in front of us. Where's the impeachment? Yeah, it's just like on the border. Yeah. He's openly breaking the law there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible how they want to give these illegal immigrants who are coming in $450,000 for being separated from their children at the border, which was Obama's doing originally. Okay, not Trump's, like everybody wants to blame him. It was Obama's, you know, deal Chips originally. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so they want to give them $450,000, but yet uh, veterans whose families, who veterans who get killed, their families only get $400,000. Right. So it, where's you, the American pride there? Oh, and the fact that, uh, when Biden was first asked about it, he said, told the reporter that that was a garbage, a garbage report and that it wasn't true. And then they had to back it out just later. It, oh, it's crazy. But I honestly think um, kids being separated from their parents on the border is a good idea. I do too. There, anyone who breaks the law, if I go out and you know, break a law, a big enough law that they're going to take my kid away. Well, when I was in prison, when I was in prison, I wasn't able, you know, I saw my son on visitations and everything, but I couldn't raise him. I was separated from him. So, you know, it's, it, it, maybe you need to sue. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, but I mean, I admit to the law I broke and, you know, I'm a better person for it, you know, because I did my time and all that kind of stuff. But I agree, you know, it's like these people are coming here into our country illegally, you know, and the other thing is like, going back to this federal vaccine mandate with you want to, when you want to work and actually make a living and these companies are allowed to say, Oh, you have to get a vaccine or you can't work or do a COVID test every week, you and know, pay for, it and pay for it yourself, you know? Um, but yet these people that are coming in are unvaccinated. They're not being tested. They don't have to comply with all this other stuff. Again, where is the stuff for the hardworking Americans? Where's the protection for us? Yep. I, I, I haven't been able to find it. I just figure that somehow we got to make it through these four years and hope people smarten up a bit because our stock up on KY. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I do. I do happen to enjoy that, that picture. Uh, interracial couple fucks America. <laughs> um but you know go you know jokes aside we are in a horrible position here in our country right now and for those of you who are listening that who are listening that are in that are in other countries that are in socialist countries and everything i do feel sorry for you um you know and for those of you who are happy that you're in a socialist country or you don't know anything other than socialism, let me tell you something. When you have a government that, you know, allows you freedoms in your country, that allows you the freedom to choose what you want to choose how to live your life, you know, and make your own medical choices, that's one of the greatest freedoms in the world because you're actually able to choose what happens to your body. Um, rather than having to follow the status quo. I was talking with my fiance today and she was saying, oh, well, I made, a, I made an appointment for next Saturday to get the booster shot. And I'm like, well, it's not necessary. I said, you know, they're not mandating you have to get the booster shot. Um, you know, but she, unfortunately, one of the bones of contention in our relationship, she did vote for the idiot in, in, in office. Um, but so I do happen to tell her every time I buy gas, I said, it's your fault. These gas prices are so high. Um, <laughs> but no, with, in all honesty, she, you know, started with, you know, she started with, um, you know, wanting to go get the booster. And I said, you know what? I said, here's the deal. I said, I got vaccinated. I made the choice to get vaccinated before I was forced to. I said, but I'm not getting any booster shots because you got to think about it this way. They came out with a vaccine. A vaccine is meant to stop a virus, but apparently, I mean, we've seen it. You could still get the virus even if you're vaccinated. So, what's the point of getting vaccinated and having this mandate? Number two, if you have, if they, if they do mandate this booster, where does it stop? Right. You know, how many boosters will you have to get? Now, I get it when you're a kid and you have to get, you know, the measles vaccine and the mumps and. Those are proven to stop a virus that was big, okay? But again, if you choose not to, that's your choice for you, you, for your family, for your children, whatever. That's your choice. But for the people that do get vaccinated against it, you know, and you get your tetanus shot every 10 years or whatever the case may be, 
fine. Every 10 years seems reasonable for something to stop working in your system. You yeah. know, even skin, you know, replaces itself every what, three years or something. Um, but not every six months, but you know, when does it end? You know, how, how are you going to say, oh, well, these, you know, vaccines only last for six months and then you're, you know, I'm sorry, but there's, there's a bigger agenda there. There's something bigger that they want to force upon us with all of this, not just COVID, but COVID was the catalyst and they, you know, the fucked up part, and I'll say it right here is that they started while Trump was in white house, in the white house. Cause they knew they couldn't get him out with an impeachment sham twice, but um, because they knew that Americans were happier under Trump. I definitely was. <laughs> and they wanted to continue Obama's legacy with, you know, Obamacare and the socialism. And they thought that Hillary was a shoe in and that shrew couldn't get, I mean, hell, she couldn't even get her husband off, let alone, uh, you know, getting our country on track. Um, but <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> uh, hey, at least I got to pop you on that one. <laughs> um, but everybody, you know, all the all the pundits when when Trump ran. Oh, Hillary's a shoe in She's going to win. She's going to continue Obama's legacy and keep up with everything. And then when Trump won, he upset the status quo. But because of, uh, you know, Uncle Creepy Chunk Schumer and, and Nancy Pelosi, who looks like death warmed over anyways, um, because they were in, in charge of the Senate and the House, they kept up with this whole shenanigan of, you know, pushing the socialist agenda. Right. And I really, really wish I, we could have a do-over and see what Trump could have gotten done if he wasn't fought at every freaking turn. You're right. And, oh, there's so much stuff coming out about the Steele dossier, you know, the, the document that led to the first impeachment. Yep. And there's been a couple arrests just lately. And now they're, they're saying it should be called the um, Clinton dossier. Because there's such a clear link now to Clinton, and this the Durham Durham investigation. Yeah. I believe that's the guy that's doing it now, right? Yeah. And people are asking why didn't um, why didn't the first investigation bring this stuff out? Yeah. And then again, how many of those people committed suicide by the Trumps or by the Clintons? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Clinton family is the biggest crime family, high, bigger than any Italian mob force ever big in uh, in the states. The Clinton I is far and wide. Yeah. Too much money, too much power. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but you got it, you know. And going back and looking at Bill, and you know, if you put if you put Hillary and Bill together, you get a big old hillbilly right there. Um, you but say that again? I said, if you put Bill and Hillary together, you get a big old hillbilly. <laughs> but no, seriously, like going back now, I was really too young to understand politics when Clinton, Bill Clinton was in office. And, you know, it's like I just kind of watched TV. I mean, I was still in high school at the time, so I didn't know much. Um, 
but what I do know is that he ended the ended his term with a surplus. So you know he did end up giving back to this company to the country and, and people and everything. But I don't know too much about Bill Clinton other than the fact that he got sucked off in the White House, you know, in the Oval Office, you know, because that was big news, you know, yeah. and um, Monica Lewinsky, and, and they have the whole impeachment show that's on FX, I think, that's going on now as well. That's you know following the Lewinsky scandal, right? And I. Uh... I've heard of it. I, I'm not going to watch it. I I remember I it. Episode, uh, I think. Was it any good? Not really, except for what's her face? That um, Linda Tripp, man, she was a no good piece of garbage. Yeah. I. Ugly motherfucker, too. I, I, yeah. I remember that. What's that? <laughs> Um, my computer keeps cutting out when you say funny things i'm missing them <laughs> you'll have to listen to it then um, <laughs> um but no seriously like um i i didn't know much about bill clinton's policies so i can't really comment too much all i know is the good stuff that he got accomplished and you know but again being that we were coming off bush number one and you know, and the fact that all these, you know, big anti-crime, anti-drug, you know, laws were passed under the Clinton administration, it makes me wonder how there was or when there was a turning point in the Democratic agenda or when our eyes started opening to the Democratic agenda. Because yeah. Bush, either Bush were not that great as president. I agree. Um, you know, and I mean, hell, George Jr., George W., had a shoe thrown at him at a press conference, I think, in, in one of the Asian countries, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Somebody yes. threw a shoe at him or something. <laughs> um, yeah, there is... I, I don't know. There's not a lot of, there's a lot of presidents who have really screwed up. Oh yeah. But you have to look at history in a more, not just what you learn in school way. You have to dig a little deeper. I'm, oh, of course. But I, there with Clinton, um, this is more, I didn't notice it at the time because not because I was too young, but just because I was too uninvolved. Right. Um, but there, after he he um, was in, impeached the first, that was in his first term, right? No, and then he kind of term. did a, wasn't, I thought it was the first. No, I like, thought it was his second because his first term was from 92 to 96 or 93 to 97, however you want to look at it. Um, so... Hmm. That's a good question. I, I don't, you know what? Let me just check. Bill Clinton's impeachment. I thought it was his second. Well, I thought it was his first just from them saying that wouldn't mean that Trump couldn't be reelected because. No, it was, um, I think it was 98. So it would have been his second term because 
Yeah, because Monica Lewinsky just started as an intern in 95, which would have been the end of his, towards the end of his first, or in the, actually in the middle of his first term. Oh, okay. Because then in 96, he got reelected. So it would have been 98. Um, let me just see. Uh, American Crime Story. That's the that's the show that's on FX now that's centering on impeachment. Oh, okay. Um, so 92, 92 he won um, the, uh, the election. In 93, Vince Foster was the one that was, uh, the legal counsel was found dead of, of uh, um, suicide. Um, then they had the Whitewater shit in, in November of 93. Um, and then let's see, Linda Tripp went to the White House, I uh, went to the Pentagon in 94, um, April 96, Lewinsky is dismissed from the White House and transferred to the Pentagon. Um, then November of 96, Clinton and Lewinsky were seen hugging at a rally. So he won, he was reelected in November of 96. And then the impede, then uh, in 97, Clinton Lewinsky resumed sexual encounters. I'm getting all of, all of, all of this off of Yahoo News, um, the actual timeline. Um, so then, um, yeah, it was his second term. term. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know what I was talking about then. I thought it was his first and that he had that. I, I just remember them talking that he... Uh, kind of had a we have to be more less extreme on the sides if we're going to get anything accomplished Mm -hmm. that he kind of reworked his attitude but i guess i thought that was after the impeachment but Uh, i was wrong (laughs) i was wrong we need to mark this day down (laughs) uh well it's all right um but no i mean seriously like I don't know too much about his um, about his policy, but yeah, the fact that he, you know, the whole idea behind impeachment, like, again, Clinton, even if he was fully impeached, he wouldn't have been able to run again because he was in a second term. But yeah. Trump wouldn't have been able to run had he lost his impeachment because once you're impeached, you cannot become president again. So that's what it boils down to. Um, but of course, Trump, Trump won two impeachments you know, because they were butthurt over the fact that he was actually doing something good for our country. Um, right. Anyways, let's let's kind of move on uh, from all of this uh, nonsense inclu- involving uh, uh, Bo- uh, Biden and Harris and, you know, all this other stuff. Um, let's, let's kind of move on to some other stuff. I mean, although it's controversial, um, I'm going to play this video clip. Uh, Ingo Rademacher, we've talked about it kind of, actually, we're kind of still on politics considering it is a federal mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Um, Jack's, uh, Ingo Rademacher's out at General Hospital. Um, his last, uh, I think this week is like his last sh- episode that he's, or the 22nd, his last episode. Um, Disney being one of the biggest conglomerates in the world, um, they ha- are the only, you know, because ABC is owned by Disney and General Hospital is an ABC show, they're, you know, enforcing the, the vaccine mandates. 
So anybody on general hospital who's not vaccinated can no longer be employed there. Ingo Rademacher has been very open about being anti-vaccine and he, you know, he has, uh, you know, retweeted and then he had got, you know, he got bullied so much he closed his Twitter um, by re by retweeting about anti-vax, anti-vax rallies and everything, which I support. If that's what you choose for your, you and your family, go ahead. Um, but he's, you know, he's no longer allowed to work because he's, you know, not doing his vaccine. So, um, He's out. And something else, you know, he came up, you know, he came up and said, you know, we talked about earlier about saying, you know, this dude wears a dress and he's, you know, able to become the head of Department of Health and Human Services and, you know, what have you. So I'm going to play this clip. Ingo Reidemacher had retweeted that and he, you know, he'll explain the clip about what he thought was wrong and, and what he's um uh, what he's apologizing for, and then um, we'll react to it. So I'm going to go ahead and play this here. And uh, here we go. All right, guys, I'm going to address this real quick before this gets completely out of control. Of course, it already has. <laughs> the left always likes to run with Ingo Rademark is trans transphobic. Um, instead of uh, pointing out the fact that that was a comparison, um, while it's not okay to call a a black woman a white supremacist, um, and I don't think think either that it's okay to call a transgender an empowered woman, because where does that leave women? Think about that for a second. Where does that leave women? Women have fought so hard to get on a level playing field with men. They weren't allowed to do anything back in the day. They, they were nothing. Um, so I just, I don't agree with that. But I do apologize for not crossing out dude and putting transgender. So I, I apologize for that because um, me personally, I wouldn't have written it that way. That was somebody else's post. Uh, again, that's not an excuse. I should have just crossed it out. But the comparison there is um, is just pointing out the hypocrisy of the left wing media. Um, I just don't agree with it. So, but I do apologize again for 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 not writing that correctly and taking that out because I wouldn't refer to a transgender person as a dude if they want to be called a she. That's totally fine. Cassandra, I apologize to you as well. Sincerely, I think you're an absolute talent and you're very beautiful as well. Um, I don't think a transphobic man would say that. Um, I think you're absolutely gorgeous. I really do. So again, I apologize. and I'm, I'm sorry, but you and I are going to disagree uh, on, a, on a few things and that's that's I'm okay with that um what I have a problem with is n not having open discussion and open debate about things and the left just shuts everything down and I have a real problem with that because uh, I don't like bullies um and again I was wrong about posting it like that I should have crossed it out and put transgender so that said, um, general hospital status, I will comment on that later. I just don't have time right now. I'm running around town there. I got a lot of things to do. Um, I will uh, get back in touch with everybody and fill you guys in on, on, on what's happening when I can. And um, again, hey, let's all try to, you know, bring everything together. Oh, another story that I want to tell real quick.
as well. When Pohaku was three years old, he really wanted a Disney princess dress. And my wife and I explained to him that, you know, girls wear dresses. He didn't care. He wore that princess dress, high heels, tiara, a wand, walked all over the property so proud because he wanted to look pretty. I don't think a transphobic dad would buy his son a Disney uh, princess dress. So um, there you have it. Um, I'm an open book. I am open to discussion and debate about everything and anything. And I think that we should always be open to that because that is a democracy. Everything else is not. All right. So there you have it. And he's being called transphobic for that, you know, re repost and everything. And he point he, he puts it out there and honestly, he's, a, he's hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I agree. How Who's Cassandra that he was talking to? Cassandra James, um, General Hospital star. She plays Dr. Uh, Terry uh, Randolph. And she is, she her character is transgender, but also she is a transgender as well. Um, she actually did respond. Um, and of course, you know, uh, she actually did respond about this and um, about, the, about the, the, the video and the tweet. Um, and the, uh, the other thing is like, she had said, you know, that, um, he had misgendered Rachel Levine, Dr. Rachel Levine. Now I, I, I'm, I don't know, but I mean, how do you misgender somebody who's transgender? Like, again, you know, like he points out. You know, she wants, you know, she wants to live her life as a woman. That's fine. But again, how do you say that she's an empowered woman? Like how, as a woman, how does that make you feel that men can uh, just change their gender in the blink of an eye be said, oh, well, my pronouns are she and her. And now all of a sudden they're an empowered female. Yeah, I don't, that, that gets us way back into like sports and all that crap that's going on with that uh, um men and women are not the same whether you want to our bodies aren't made the same right our minds aren't made the same so i don't know what it's like to be transgendered and and feel you're someone else mm -hmm. and i would not want to be that way but I, I don't think that you can for one thing jump all over someone just for a little slip you know okay we just we just talked that it was probably okay for biden that we're not talking about anymore because we're done with politics to say negro but this guy didn't cross out dude and so he's in trouble right i it's very there's a lot of hypocrisy so but um i don't i just don't even know I don't know this whole subject just just messes with my mind because it seems unnatural to me and I'm not saying that someone's unnatural if they I'm just I'm so grateful that my feeling of who I am matches my body right so I mean I am very grateful for that so all right I, and I can understand that so how does it come to be 
I guess I'm trying to say, and, and this is obviously not a question directed towards you, since neither one of us have had those feelings. I guess I'm going to have to seek out a transgendered person to see what that feels like. Um, and, but I, but what? Where do you draw the line? Like, I guess, I guess the biggest thing in my in my opinion is where do you draw the line? Where do, where do you become? Where do you go from being a cross dresser? to, you know, and I, I'm sure the un-PC terms transvestite nowadays, but when do you go from being a cross-dresser to becoming an actual transgender where you actually change your gender? And I'm not going into the non-binary idiots and all these people who, you know, consider themselves lizards or cats or whatever. Um, but, you know, how do you, you know, where do you draw the line? Like, is it when you start taking hormones and your body chemistry changes? Um, I'll bring up another name, Nyla Rose. Okay, she's an AEW wrestler, um, born a male. You know, she's a she's her her nickname is the Native Beast. She's you know developed as a female. She made her change. She was recently on the Chris Jericho podcast, another Chris Jericho podcast. Um, I want to say maybe a year, year and a half ago. And, you know, the whole thing surrounding sports. Now, obviously, professional wrestling is a work. It's not a true competition. She's obviously in the female division. Former, I believe she's a former women's champion. Um, or at least she was in the title hunt. Um, she's a bigger girl, you know, because she's formerly a man. Um, I feel that it's okay in wrestling because it is a work. I'm not necessarily advocating, I'm not an advocate for intergender wrestling because I don't feel that you should ever portray a fight between a man and a woman because, you know, there's too much of that garbage around um, and we shouldn't be portraying that in any type of media. Um, but when you have a female or transgendered female um, participating in a women's division for wrestling i feel that's okay because it is a work in mainline sports no i feel that it's cheating men their bone structure could you know are faster you know here here we go here, here's perfect example i did my kickboxing class this morning i burned 774 calories in a 400 in a in a 45 minute class wow i I shared that to a friend of mine who also takes kickboxing, a female. She said, you know, I'm lucky to burn 400 calories in a 45-minute class. There's the difference. Yeah, our muscle, our muscle distribu distribution, even women who work out all the time, it doesn't go on your body in the same way. No, it doesn't. It's not built that way. And... I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I am glad in this case, I don't have to make the rules. Right. Um, there's not a good answer. They've just, maybe um, we all need to just be a little more tolerant and be able to see the other person's point of view instead of going, going nasty first thing. Right. I think that uh, the internet has a lot to do with that because we can be anonymously nasty. Agreed. I completely agree with you. 
And and that's what it is that, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, people have balls the size of grapefruits. But I guarantee you when you see them in their mother's basement and they're, you know, they're sitting behind their keyboard or you, you know, call them out and you meet them in person, they're not going to do a damn thing. Right. You know, but because of the anonymity of Twitter and, and, and social media, they do have balls the size of grapefruits. To hide the fact they live in their mama's basement and jerk off at any kind of Japanese anime porn. And, you know, they can't ha- they can't, haven't gotten later lost their virginity in 45 years. So <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Um, all right. So moving on, I think we've been at this for about an hour as it is, other than my pizza break. Um, <laughs> so we did say that we were going to do the top five songs of the year 2002 in this week. So for the week ending November 16th, 2002. Wait a minute. What? I thought it was 2001. Did I say 2001 or 2002? Hang on. I don't know. I thought you said 2001, but you sent me the song, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Hang on. <laughs> Did I screw up again? I did. Oh, no, you, you sent me 2002. Okay. I said 2002 so, and I said 2001. Oh, for Pete's sakes. All right. Well, we, we, we're, we well, got the right the music. List of the songs of the list that I sent you. Yes. Yay. <laughs> so we'll do 2002 this week. Yay. 2002. <laughs> Next week we'll do 2001. No. Um, so the U.S. top 40 singles for the week ending November 16th, 2002. Um, Number five is Cameron featuring Jewel Santana, Freaky Ziki, and Toya called Hey Ma. I don't think I ever heard that song. I have. It's a, it's a just let's get laid kind of song. Okay. I, I love Santana, though, by the way. That's that Carlos that Santana. What? That's not Carlos Santana, the, the famous guitar player. It's not? No, Jewel Santana is a proper sure? slash reggaeton artist. Well, don't I? I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> Rest is you. I'm going to sit here and make faces at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So I thought he was playing guitar. <laughs> on this show, we've, 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 uh, we've kind of squashed the uh, debate that Joel Santana is actually a famous guitar player. <laughs> well, does... <laughs> well, you better pick... Um, a year next time that has some real Santana in the top five. All right. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> number four was LL Cool J with Love You Better. I don't think I ever heard that song either. I have. And... LL Cool J is timeless. Oh, yeah. And so hot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, he's fantastic in CSI. Um is it CS? No, NCIS, uh, Los Angeles. Right, right. Uh, Robin, the original Robin from the Batman movies. Chris, uh, uh, gosh, what's his name? His partner? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very good at actors, but, <laughs> or anything, by the way, it sounds today. <laughs> uh, however, I do know number three. 
Nelly featuring featuring Kelly Rowland, Dilemma. Um, you froze again. <laughs> um, so, Did I freeze in a nice phase? <laughs> Am uh, I unfroze yet? <laughs> you have unfroze, yes. Um, so number three is Nelly featuring Kelly Rowland with Dilemma. Um, I do know that song. Um, and can I say that I like Nelly? I mean, do I have the right person when I... <laughs> I actually saw Nelly in concert. So um, at one point, um, this was way beyond day before that. Actually, actually, no, I think it was two years before that in 2000. I saw the, the, one of the uh, major uh, radio stations put on a concert fest. And I saw that. I saw him there and he was high as hell. Um, <laughs> number three, um, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot with Work It. Um, I think I know that song. You know, Miss Elliot is another. Do you know what she's saying though? It sounds like, are my misdemeanors with what yet? That part, the. <laughs> I have I... no idea what. All I know is that she wears like garbage bags as pants in that video. Oh. <laughs> no, that, is that the wrong video I'm thinking of? Um, um, yeah, I have no idea what, but I think that's the, uh, the introduction of Sierra and Timbaland in the, that, uh, in that song too. I didn't know that. Um, however, number one is that definitely a song we both know and we both heard, we both love is, uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Um, and Eminem is, is, Eminem's what a, is a great rapper for I could I could say that, especially his older stuff. Um, this came off the Eight Mile soundtrack, and again, we have a Weird Al parody. Yay! I'm so excited. Um, it's called Couch Potato. Um, <laughs> off the Poodle Hat CD, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and play it. So here's a Weird Al with Couch Potato parody of. Lose yourself by Eminem. Look, if you had one shot to sit on your lazy butt and watch all the TV you ever wanted until your brain turned to mush, would you go for it or just let it slip? Yo. Remote is ready, eyes wide, palms are sweaty The Flintstones on the TV already, Wilma and Betty No virgin, the channel surfing and I'm HD ready So I flip, garbage is all I'm getting The Simon Cow, who folks wanna disembowel He opens his mouth, always says something foul They're dying, wow, wannabes are crying now He votes them out, time to throw in the towel Shows based on reality, oh, the humanity Oh, Aussie's family, show love profanity, whoa Oh, dogs that crap and pee home of depravity? No, they live happily, yo! Plus the Ali G show and celebrity mole on the Xana Nicole, she's scaring me. Look, mono cavities, oh, it's a station break. Better go out to the kitchen and microwave something. You're gonna lose your mind watching TV. They told me, they told me, but I'm still tuning every show. My cable gets C-SPAN TV, land in HBO, the travel channel discovery and lifetime. I watch NASCAR racing 
that show about undertaking Larry King to 24 to blind order The weather channel's boring like 60 minutes Ancient reporters next up on E-True Hollywood story the rise and decline of 12 actors named Corey Shows for next fall they've already been naming CSI Boise and touched by an uncle both sound pretty layman So does everybody tolerates Raymond And King of Queens jumped the shark the first minute I can't believe Richard Simmons ain't in it I move right on the way simple rules for dating my teenage daughter Then I bet I watch The Bachelorette followed by Welcome Back Cotter And the Muppet Show where they go when I'm my You're gonna lose your mind watching TV They told me, they told me, but I'm still tuning every show My cable gets C-SPAN, TV Land and HBO The Disney Channel and A&D and Lifetime You're gonna lose your mind watching TV They told me, cajoled me, but I still love Lisa Kudrow I'm looking at C-SPAN, TV Land and HBO The Playboy Channel and Court TV and Lifetime are lost in space I've seen each amazing race and without a trace but I only watched Will and Grace one time one day wish I hadn't cause TiVo now thinks I'm gay oh and Fear Factor I watched maybe a half hour after that felt like I needed a long shower network execs with naked ambitions next week on Fox watch lions eat Christians like to tie up those programming planners make them watch all of that junk till their heads explode just like scanners leech covered grub eating James Lipton discussing the oeuvre of Mr. Rob Schneider And there's Gilligan and Spongebob Plus There's MacGyver and Jay Leno has got Madonna Hey, there's Luke Perry on a special all pig Latin episode of Drew Carey Wanna turn on E.T. cause I'm a gossip freak And I gotta know who J.Lo is marrying this week A 30 second spot, then we come back to Are You Hot? I was planning on recording The Sopranos, I forgot I love shows with or without a plot I'll stare till my legs are numb, my eyes bloodshot Because I only have got one brain to rot I'm gonna spend my life watching television a lot You're gonna lose your mind watching TV They told me, they told me But I'd still tune in every show My cable gets C-SPAN, TV, Land, and HBO The Sci-Fi Channel and AMC and Lifetime You're gonna lose your mind watching TV They told me, cajoled me Turn off that Oprah Winfrey show I got it on C-SPAN, TV, Land, and HBO The Learning Channel and MTV and Lifetime You're gonna Watch anything you want to, man. All right. Uh, so that was Weird Al with Couch Potato. I love it. I don't think I've heard that before. That was, I enjoyed that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I love Weird Al. And I swear these are not just so that I can play Weird Al songs on the show. Um, I, uh-huh. Well, <laughs> we, we can have a whole freaking uh, episode just to- well, we might have to do it. every well every week. We can pick a year that has Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we might have to do a deep dive on Weird Al one day, um, just, <laughs> just because. Um, I, I sure hope he goes into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at some point in time. Um, but anyways, so we've been at this thing for an hour, um, and I really appreciate everything that we've talked about today. Um, I do want to say that I've been. Uh, I've over the past day or two, I actually had one of those moments in time where I felt like I was a kid again. Um, a friend, I, and I think I said this, a friend of a friend of, or a friend of a friend of a sister of my sister recently passed away and I was brought in to get a whole bunch of wrestling memorabilia. Um, and 
apparently the the dude was a big wrestling fan and boxing fan and and everything and so they apparently had a lot of wrestling magazines and you know they were going to throw them away or get rid of them or whatever my sister said well if you're not going to do anything with them my brother would probably appreciate them well let me tell you i went yesterday to the to the person's house and i never met this guy or whatever but holy cow the dude it the the guy had i had got five reusable shopping bags loaded with wrestling magazines and oh. newsletters and a newsletter that i never even heard of the wrestling tribune and like he had every issue of wwf slash wwe magazine from the time from the time it started to the end of it in order on a bookshelf i swear i was like a kid in a candy store I whole I, I was like, oh my God, if I if I was in a different situation, I probably would have ejaculated. I was so happy. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, like it was amazing the amount of stuff. And I got so many issues of Pro Wrestling Illustrated and um like um programs from shows that I had never obviously never gone to that were before my time and like a program from the Jim Crockett Senior Cup from the early 80s and like I was shocked you know um so I have a lot of cataloging to do and I bought two brand new bins of of you know to put them in so that I could keep them and and stuff but I was I was like oh my goodness it was Christmas time, huh? It was. It was Christmas time. Now on Thursday, I got to bring my mother back all of her shopping bags. <laughs> but. Well, I bet that he is glad wherever he's at that he someone that appreciates that his stuff ended up with them and they weren't thrown out. That's, so yes, that is very true. That is very true. Um, he also had a bunch of wrestling on on VHS tapes and those I didn't grab. Although I could have probably grabbed them and, and had them converted to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Um, but no, I didn't grab them. And then he, I also found his porn stash. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you're looking through wrestling videos and you come across a VHS tape that says Awesome Asians. and uh, You don't think that was wrestling? <laughs> there was some kind of wrestling, but not the WWE kind. Oh, it was the fun kind. Yeah, a lot of oil. Let me put it that way. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a my the highlight of my day yesterday. No, um, that was one of the highlights of my day yesterday. And last night, I actually uh, got together with with some friends. I invited my mother along, and we made vision boards for a friendsgiving. Um, so you made what? Vision boards. What is that? Well, a vision board is basically you get, you, you know, like a poster board or canvas of some kind. And you basically put stuff that you put, put stuff on it that you actually find that you want to do for your life, for your future, your visions, your dreams, your goals. Um, actually, I'll go grab mine and I'll kind of go through it. Uh, oh, cool. Cool, cool. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not the most you know, artsy fartsy kind of person. My son got that, but um, this is my vision board. And, uh, oh, it's actually blending in with the background. Um, let's see if I can 
That's weird. You disappeared. Yeah, because it's getting the whiteboard. Hold on. Let me turn off the virtual background. Um, I want a virtual background. There we go. Um, so this is my um, vision board and it's uh, basically, you know, I've got up here in the wrong corner. Um, I've got up here, you know, the fact that on my bucket list, I want to get to a WrestleMania at some point, but right here at the center is, you know, my engagement picture with my fiance. We're getting married in 2022. Um, you know, up here, I want to um, you know, start cooking healthier with a lot of fish and vegetables and stuff. Um, right here in the middle is the house, you know, a picture of a house representing the house that I'm going to be buying this year, next year. And then, you know, there's a view of a kitchen here that I want to have, the kind of kitchen. Um, Kevin Nash is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I want to be as respected as he is. Um, and obviously, you know, making memories and traveling and stuff. So that's kind of my vision board uh, and then oh. and then over like here it. over here it does have a sticker that says worry uh worry less love more that's more for my fiance who tends to worry about a lot of stuff but that's my vision board <clears throat> um so do you like to cook i love to cook yes really yes i don't <laughs> i don't i would just if i were very very rich i would just have someone cook for me all the time really and and this is not going into gender roles or anything but no i love to cook i absolutely do my fiance can't cook worth, worth a shit but um that's why i told her i said she's going to be staying out of the kitchen other than to do the dishes <clears throat> and no that was not a sexist remark no, but if i'm going to cook she's going to clean sharing the yeah i do most of the cooking and my roommate does the dishes and my children do nothing <laughs> um, yeah that's bad i know but yeah i like your vision board i like i wish i could i wish no i can cook and i'm pretty good at it's more basic you know just plain stuff but i can cook okay i just i get tired of it just and me i wish i had more time to do it um I, because of my schedule, I literally am only able to cook like once a week and that's to meal prep, uh, for, you know, for the week to come. And my, uh, although I will say that, um, it's going to be nice on Thanksgiving cause I'll be doing the cooking for Thanksgiving and, you know, I'll get out of work at seven that morning and head to my sister's house and start cooking up a storm. Um, I'll brine the bird the night before, uh, or I'll have my mom or my sister brine the bird. I'm doing a different kind of brine. Normally I do a citrus brine. Um, this year I'm going to do a maple flavored brine um, where I have the turkey taste like maple, maple syrup. Mm. Do an herb butter underneath the skin so the meat gets nice and juicy and oh, oh, oh. Yeah, uh, you're making me hungry. <laughs> well, I, I could do two things to women. That's make them hungry or make them horny. So I'm glad the, it's the hungry that went out. Um, but anywho um i really uh i i really uh 
enjoy our podcasting and our our conversations here and we're just about out of time been at this for a little over an hour so i want to thank you all for listening um and update us on your writing on your writing have you gotten past your writing block your writer's block i have not i've got like 600 words into the first chapter and that's where i'm stuck okay but at least my my character is starting to build in my mind at least so that's good that's that's good um and we'll have to start talking more so you could take kind of take notes on my life to get started on my autobiography so yes i would like that when i find some time i'll definitely have to love to talk off air (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) anywho um again as always you can find me on twitter at the apicella swe you can you can follow the the show on twitter at bariatric e-n-g-p-o-d um you can also follow me on TikTok, bariatric underscore bachelor. Um, follow us on, well, follow me on, or I don't post anything to YouTube, so there's no point in giving that out right now. Um, but either way, um, we're going to end this here. Uh, Valerie, I want to thank you. It's been fun as always. And um, we'll see you guys next, actually next week. Uh, we will probably have, uh, actually, I haven't told you, but next su- Sunday I cannot record. Um, I will be at a seminar all day, so we might have to record on Saturday, if that's okay with you. Um, well, I can work out of time. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So um, we might be out up next Saturday, but either way, I want to thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Again, my name is Vinny Apicella. I am the Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged, and this is the Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged podcast. So for my co-host Valerie Noise, I am Vinny. Have a great day.